Hey, listen to Commander Cuckoo Podcast, episode 260. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the Outer Deck Building by tuning up a big Zerus list. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? <laughs> Good. What is going down? <laughs> uh, a whole bunch is going on. I just went elbowed you in the face with my greeting. I know, but we looked at each other because we weren't sure that the video started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds like us. Yeah. But uh, what is going down? A whole bunch is going down. Dodged an elbow, narrowly avoiding disaster. We've got some stories to tell, some people to thank. We've been all over the internet this week. Before we get to any of that fun stuff, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're a source for all your gaming needs. Oh, very much so. And I've got orders on oh, order. Dang, I have... No, I do not have orders on order. Get your shit together. Well, I'm waiting to see if any of the... Because I think there's a new set coming out. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm August is to, Midnight Hunt. I'm waiting to... Wait, it's in August? Yes. It's Nope, September. Okay. There's no There's no real set release in August. No, notwithstanding, don't care. Peep this. This this is shout out this is shout out to FU Smitty, friend of the show, CCO Dude Bro. He goes, he goes, hey, thanks for the promo code on fusiongamingonline.com. CCO Fusion 5 saved 5%. Spent enough, saved 22 bucks, he says. Holy smokes. What the hell did he buy? He goes, he goes, that's enough for two free foil treasure coves. Treasure. No, I know the card too. Vault. Treasure, treasure vault. vault. Yeah. Bad story, Ryan. Great job. <laughs> two free treasure vaults for Smitty because he saved 22 bucks using CCO Fusion 5 promo code. Nice. Yeah, very Man, much Treasure so. vault is so good. I'm glad people are ordering foils of that. Yeah, it's a good one. That was um, CCO Top 5 in 5. I think it was number 5, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. I think it was a number 5, which is which is great. It, it's not bad to be a number 5. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, hey, man, being in the top 5 of any list is, is pretty good. That's, except, like, that's except like, like the Olympics. Oh, I was just going to say, that's like yeah. making the final at the Olympics, man. That's pretty fucking good. I guess you made the final, but you didn't get to stand on the podium. Wow, that means there's only like four people in the world at a thing that are better than you. Well, except for the people that like were better than you but now they're old but technically they're still better than you because their records are better than yours uh, well not all sports work like that it always bugs when they say he's the fastest man in the world it's like oh did he beat the world record no but he won the gold medal well he's not the fastest guy in the world because there's still yeah, guys yeah, yeah. faster than him I, the, well, my, my example was also going to be a, a 100 meter like comparison yeah, where it's like where it's like well who who went under 10 seconds the most number of times or who beat a world record the most number of times yeah. who broke their own world record the answer to those questions is Jamaica's Asafa Powell who I think is the greatest sprinter of all time there you go despite Usain Bolt having the world record and more gold medals blah 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 Asafa Powell has like three world records he broke 100 his own 100 record, and then he was part of the 4x1 record that uh, broke the record, I think, in London. So 4x100 is just like another 100, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> do they pass a baton, or do they just like run to the end and the other guy runs and the other guy They runs pass back? a baton. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. I hated that. And so that was always the worst part. The pass, the yeah. handoff. Yeah. I tripped and fell down one time. It was very embarrassing. Oh, we were doing a, we were doing a handoff practice one time at track, and, and a girl, when I used to coach, a girl stepped on the back of another girl's <laughs> calf and just... <laughs> Like instantly, just you hear it, you can hear it when it happens too. Just cat claws. Oh, fuck is nasty. Yeah, that sounds awful. That sounds Anyways, awful. It, it, it was very awful. We are a Magic the Gathering podcast, not a track and field, sports, <laughs> Olympics, or general interest podcast. Although we have been accused. 
Yeah, yeah, very much so. But we're here. We're in the uh, the different studio. Yep. We've got a deck. You called it a Big Zerse deck. Yeah. Un unpack that a little bit for us. Well, Big Zerse is a takeoff of Big Urse, who is my dog. Yes. And this deck, I think, was named after Big Urse or after its commander, Big Zerzoth Chaos Rider. Yes, we have to assume that Big Zerse is a riff off of Big Urse. Yes. Sent in by longtime friend of the show, Patreon supporter, all around good guy. A.A. Ron Carrar. Yes, he's back. He, like, he, like he, he didn't go anywhere, but he's back. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking back. And his friend, he's all here. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an that's, Aladdin joke. What? And never mind. You don't, you've never heard of Disney. You've never seen a Disney movie in your life. I saw Alice in Wonderland. I like that one. Oh, yeah. Old one or new one? Old one. We're do we're doing it again. We're going. We're we're general off. interest. I'm telling you. Yeah. Those Johnny Depp movies were terrible. Just for you. Just. I didn't even there. remember that Johnny Depp was in them. Yeah, he was the Mad Hatter. He was like Mad Hatter in Wonderland. Did it's Did stupid. Tim Burton do both of those movies? I think so. That's why Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter were in them. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So we've got this this Zerzoth Chaos Rider Bringer Rider Rider deck sent in by friend of the show A, A. Ron Carrar. And he says, it's not quite done yet. It still needs some tweaking and some tuning. And that's the second reason that we're featuring it on the arc of the art of deck building mm -hmm. is to give our thoughts and our takes on what we think is fun and artful, interesting, creative about a deck. But the third reason, and I think that this is, I think that this is the most important reason, Ooh. is this deck was named... Big Zerse. Yeah. And sent to us as a riff off your dog I because love my dog. Aaron is our friend and he knows that. And that's this is the kind of thing where it's like you develop a relationship with somebody through magic and through a podcast like what we do, and you, you get to know people and they get to know your interests. And he sent this deck in, mono red, of course. Yeah. Speaks to you. Yep. D speaks to you because of the name of deck. Yeah, I was super excited. Right? I liked the deck before I even read the list because it was Big Zerse. Yeah. And and this is the kind of deck that maybe for, for example, a Christmas deck exchange. You know, like you draw names out of a hat, everybody do, does a $50 deck and gives it to a friend. Ooh. And, and this is by no yeah, way, no. shape, or form a $50 deck, mm -mm. but it could be. And this is the kind of thing where it's mm -hmm. like if we... Like the CCO dude bros were like, yeah, $50 limit or or buy a pre-con and insert like 10 jank cards into it for less than 10 bucks. And then you give it to a friend and, and you guys all play it, yeah. right? And it's like kind of like a secret Santa or or a, a white elephant gift exchange. Is that what it's called? No, I don't I don't know what a white elephant gift exchange is. I don't either, but you know what secret Santa is. I sure do. Where you all draw a number oh, or definitely. you get names and then, yep. and then you have to guess who gave you your, your present or whatever mm -hmm. based mm -hmm. on. And that would be totally fun if you if you guessed who gave you your present based on the cards they added. Ooh. That would be a good idea. That would be kind of fun, and yeah. This is what, the, like, this deck today is kind of reminded me of that because it was almost like he named it that in honor of, of you and your relationship <sighs> to your dog. Because I know Aaron, and he has, like, trained hunting dogs oh, that, shit. that he actually, like, spends time to train and to hunt with. They're bird dogs, they're, like, Neat. retriever dogs. Oh, shit, that's pretty yeah. cool. So he's, he's like, a dog aficionado connoisseur. I, so, I don't know what the word is, but. So when he's shooting at the the dog at the birds, <laughs> shooting at the dogs. When, when he's shooting at the birds, 
Does the dog jump into the bushes and if he misses, he just jumps out and gives him the finger like that asshole dog on Duck Hunt? I would 100% train a dog to do that. Like, if it can't find the bird, it just jumps out and makes fun of you? That would be amazing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something that that Aaron's Aaron's wife, Amy, also a longtime friend of the show, did get me, or maybe it was just Aaron got me to commission. Regardless, I did do a duck hunt bird altar for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I'll have to find it because I don't I don't exactly remember. But if I can find it, I'll put it on the. We'll have editor Joe put it on the screen because it's kind of just a funny altar. Mm-hmm. And I've done a bird dog altar for 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 Aaron in the past because he's he's a dog guy. Dogs are dope. Like I know lots of people in the nation are. I hope so. Dogs are amazing. Yeah. You gotta understand how people don't like dogs. Don't yeah. trust you if you don't like dogs. You don't have to have dogs. Yeah, but, you, but if dogs you, don't like you, you're yeah, fucking, yeah. that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. weird, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's those are the reasons why this deck is on the arc of the art of deck building. Yeah. Now, we've got some other business. 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 We've business. Got, we've got the Kaldheim Secret Lair 1 giveaway. With, oh. With the, remember the Primeval Titan, the Frost oh, Titan? That's today? Uh, no, but we're it's ongoing. Oh, so you like us on the socials, you share the posts talking about how you win the thing and then you're entered to win the thing. Yeah. So yeah. continue to do that and you'll be entered to win. Usually there's like a, what would you do with a prime time if you want it? And people are like, eh, fold it up, put it under tables, from, stop them from wobbling, that kind of stuff. That's what they're basically for right now. You they're could banned. play them. Editor Joe did put a note last week that said they're good in modern. We were right. Of course we were. Of course we were. Yeah. We're really good at this. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Watch the posts and, of course, become a follower of CCO on all socials because we've got some merch announcements that we mentioned in the pre-show yesterday that you're going to want to be a part of. Maybe something like this. Maybe something that you do this with <laughs> that looks dirty. What but that's, the fuck? That might be dice rolling. Okay. You know how you shake the dice? I'll stop doing Yeah, it. stop doing that, man. <laughs> Come on. And... Speaking of of the pre-show. Pre-show. We got a pack to give away. Oh, yeah. From the stinky old onion bag. Hit him with it. Hit him with the truth? Yes. Winner from Winner. guessing Calane Reclusive Painter from last week on the pre-show. Click click up here to watch all our pre-shows. Okay. Martin Olson. Marty O. Marty O. Yeah. That's a, that's a good name. Marty O. So get at us. Commander Crooker to gmail.com or shoot me a DM at CCO Podcast on Twitter. Get your pack or just let me know to put it into this stinky old Santa sack and we'll give them away at Christmas. Okay. Whichever you prefer. Mm-hmm. We are fine with either. Yes. And yes, we do ship internationally. We get that question all the time. Of course we do. Yeah, of course. It's like it's like double the price, but <laughs> when <laughs> well, you do, it's, it's like whatever, three bucks. Yeah. So it's fine. You guys are worth three bucks to us. Yeah, oh, very much so. Mm-hmm. Speaking of worth $3, eh? we've got a patron to thank. Oh, okay. <laughs> also okay. worth $3, That's... our new Patreon supporter over at <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast. And I didn't tell you the name. No, you didn't. Totally forgot. We're going to cold read it right here on the show. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cold them. This is Logan Sands. Like S A N D S Sands. Logan Sands. Like we already, on the beach. No, we already had a Sands, right? Where he was like Sands something. Oh yeah, like yeah. Sands Wiener or something. Yeah. Hey. T- totally sounds like hey. that's correct. Logan, Logan. Maybe a Wolverine joke. Maybe a Sandy Wolverine. Because Logan, you know, that's his name. Oh yeah, that's true. What's his last name? Could be Sands. <gasps> oh, this is pseudo celebrity. 
Wolverine? The Wolverine from the comics? Yeah. The Wolverine. Just that's his name. Yeah. The all like capital T H E Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, cool. Another celebrity in the nation. Yeah, hey, we, that's a, good a comic book character is following us. That's sweet, man. Yeah. That's cool. I, I agree. I'm into that. And you know what? That's not even like a bad. Yeah, that's not or, even like a bunch of testicles bouncing off your forehead type nickname. Yes. Yeah, it's not a bag of smashed up chicken parts. Yeah. <laughs> nickname. That was just, that was, we should just do them cold like that all the time. Yeah. Man, that's some cool. good shit. <laughs> There was one more thing that I wanted to talk to you about, but I don't remember. Was it about all the sweet games that... I, that's that where I was going to go. We played on Thursday at our local EDH&M, and I want to send a real quick big thank you out to all the streams that had me on last week. Oh, yeah. I was a magic-playing machine. I played with the Canada Geeks and Pot of Three, and I was on MTG Lexicon and Cardboard Command. Did you did you give those Lexicon guys a big F you? Oh, man. Good. Man. Good. Oh, the beating I gave them, they will never recover from. Oh, yeah? Truth. They'll have a permanent limp? Hey, yo. My Corona the False God deck has won one game ever, and it was on stream with the MTG Lexicon guys, because they weren't prepared for that hotness, okay? No. No. That's they were, cool. They were not. With your foil Corona? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the good, that's the yeah, good shit right the there. That was the good shit. Okay. Let's big thanks to all the streamers. Yeah, big for thanks having to Brando for, for having me on. I really enjoy that. Keep, if, keep the invites coming. If yeah, you like. yeah, yeah. If if you have a stream and and you want to jam games with Brando and me, if we can coordinate it, but I got to play at his house. And <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to have Brando on, uh, just yeah, give him an invite at CCO yeah. Brando on Twitter. Yeah, man, that's easy. Yeah, it's easy to find me. Okay. In oh, oh go ahead. Edh and M. Yes. Speaking of playing, we in got person there. play. In person play yes. resumed in our town. We were there. We got a new space to play in. Oh yeah. Which was we're not playing in a hallway anymore. Hey, look, there's the nut. There's there's MC nut right there. Yeah. We could turn the camera and show her. So if you're watching on YouTube, what you fucking shoot because you're listening to us anyway? Then you can see what M McNutt looks like. Yeah. Thanks to all the new subs, by the way. Yeah. I, I guess I guess getting yelled at works. It t- or just getting up. called out on like very politely, but I'm saying it in in a rude tone of voice, like. You're watching anyway. It would be so easy just to click the subscribe button, right? Man. Rebecca calls me the most polite asshole when, like, when I don't get my way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being nice to the customer service rep, but I'm like, not being nice. To them. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know. Yeah, so in person play. In person play. I played four games. I took somebody down with Norin with all the new dice rolling cards. So thanks yes. to all the input for that. And I, I, I took everybody's advice. That's like episode 257 or 8? Yeah, won a game. I even played that seven mana treasure dice rolling damage card. Well, what did you roll? You, ro- you, you, it costs seven mana. You roll yeah. two D12s. You get treasure equal to one and damage to a player equal to the other. So I did nine damage to all creatures. Oh, all creatures, yeah. And got one treasure. For seven mana. Is that yeah. worth it? wasn't seven mana yo it was uh i used the ogre i used treasonous ogre oh yeah i got seven damage to all creatures and one treasure nine Nine damage to all creatures and one treasure for 21 life 21 (laughs) and yes it was worth it it was absolutely worth it it was amazing treasonous ogre so good and i played some other games and then unfortunately my last game ended where like we had a combat step that was so effing complicated that we all just gave up. It's like, you know what? This game is over. 
you I, win. I heard you guys doing that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy I'm not there. Yeah. I, I heard it from the next table over because I was playing. Yeah. Uh, I was playing um, Elsha of the Elsha of the Infinite. Elsha, I don't know, the Elsha that lets you cast instants and sorceries off the top of your library and has prowess. Doesn't matter. And and she got killed early on in the game and only got like a couple spells off her. Doesn't matter. Dragon's approach. <laughs> I had two cost reducers. Ooh. Two cost reducers out for red sorceries. Nice. Instances and sorceries. So that's cool. So yeah. Dragon's approach costs red. Nice. Yeah. Flashback, my past in flames, red. <laughs> right? Pa- uh, uh, or sorry, my faithful sleeping, I mean. Red. R- red, yeah. So this is this is, check this out. Buddy goes, like, turn three, third land, dark ritual, taps, mana rock, uh, thousand year storm. Turn three. Wow. And we're like, oh my lord. <laughs> and he, and, and, and he's playing, he's playing cast dissonant mage, so he can cast stuff from his graveyard. Oh my god. Yeah, so next turn, his turn four, he goes dark ritual from my graveyard. Uh-huh. Then he goes, like, lightning bolt or, like, some shock equivalent. And it copies. So he goes, shock, shock. Like two mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, cards in hand. And I had like six. Windfall, windfall, windfall. Because it copied it three times because it was his third spell with Thousand Years Storm. So everybody pick up and discard, pick up and discard. So like 18 card, draw a new hand to six. And it's like, mother ass. Passed in flames in my graveyard, a whole shit ton of dragons approaches, <laughs> two cost reducers. I go, dragons approach, dragons approach, dragons approach, dragons approach, dragons approach. I'm at like 40. Everybody else is at like 10. <laughs> Guess who didn't win that game? You? Me. Because there was an Aloro player. And uh. every piece of extra like one or two damage from me drawing cards with my my Niv-Mizzet that I found off a of dragon's approach mm-hmm. went to him and he finished the game at nine life. Jeez. And I was at, he was at 12 after he gained some life because he was actually at like four. And he gained life and he had the guy that when uh, the the, the vampire, when you gain life, I lose that much life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just about got there. But everybody else was dead as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. I like it. So it's good to be back playing again, I think, is the moral of our story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got the companion app. So you just walk in, you punch in your number, and then it's like, oh, go sit down and play. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps the stores out. And it's pretty easy, I think, right? Yeah, I'd I'd had no problem with it. And if I can figure it out, any asshole can figure it out. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. Speaking of any asshole. Oh, we've got a Zerzoth deck. We do have a Zerzoth. Let's unless you got any more stories. You got you got any more stories? You had a complicated thing. You had a you had a nine damage for twenty one life. Uh, I flipped my manhole cover coin into my webcam one time. <laughs> I got to play a Stone Cold Steve Austin intro when I played a Brash Taunter. Oh, classic! I was very excited. Uh, what else happened? I'm trying to think if there was any like really great game moments, but they're all kind of just like games. I, I took them I all think in more gi- as... your giant coin that's like this. Yeah. When you flip it into your webcam and it smacked into it, I bet you that was the highlight of the stream. It was it was something, I'll tell you. <laughs> a few people have contacted me about it being like, Brando, I can't believe you did that. that was, the manhole cover joke actually came from someone who's like, dude, I just saw you manhole flip that thing. <laughs> your coin is ridiculously yeah, big. It's it's well you gotta be able to see it on camera. That's right. And from across a table. That's right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Zerzoth. Zerzoth. Chaos Rider. 
2-3 for red, 2. Whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, if it's not their turn, you get a 1-1 red devil that does 1 damage when it dies. And whenever one or more devils you control attacks one or more players, you and those players each draw a card, then discard a card at random. Ooh. Drawing a card at random, eh? Discarding a card at random. <laughs> Aren't they all random? Yes. <laughs> That's the joke. Oh, yeah. So we want to make our opponents draw cards, and or we want to attack them so they have to draw cards. Yes. Now, traditionally, traditionally, Zerzoth decks are like, sort of like wheel decks. Yeah. But that's not quite what we have here. That's nowhere close to what we have here. Well, there's a couple of cards that do that, but yeah, not, yeah. that's not what the deck is doing. Okay, well, let's start with let's start with the ramp. Let's get it out of the way. Let's start with some of the removal. We'll get it out of the way. The protection will get it out of the way because there's a few things outside of those common categories uh, that I think make this deck unique. Excellent. Let's go with the ramp. Well, let's get, here we go. We're going to go through this real fast. Sol Ring, Ruby Medallion, Neheb, the Eternal, Mana Geyser, Jeweled Lotus, Extra Planar Lens, Darkside Extortionist, Braid of Fire, Arcane Signet. Any of note there that you think are interesting, like Braid of Fire or Neheb the Eternal? Neheb the Eternal is very cool. He's a 4-6 for red, red 3. He has a Flicked 3. I forget how a Flicked works. If it gets blocked, it deals that much damage to the blocking player, right? <laughs> but if it hits them, they get... What, what is, what's the real reason we're playing this card? <laughs> At the beginning of your post-combat main phase... Add red to your mana pool for each one life your opponents have lost this turn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's great about him is he's got six toughness, so if you like Earthquake, couldn't imagine playing Earthquake in a deck like this, yeah. you do like five damage to each opponent Yeah. for seven mana is what that would cost, mm -hmm. right? Neheb would live. Post-combat, you get 15 mana. 15 mana! 15! It's like a mana geyser that hurts everybody. Yeah, you could cast a mana geyser for five of that 15 <laughs> and make like 25 more, so then you got like 40 mana. And then you or just... 35. Then you Comet Storm for the win. The deck is solved. There you go. Yeah, there it we'll is. We'll see you next time. On the next <laughs> <laughs> but Neheb is very cool. He's really good in decks like this. Um, let's okay. Let's, so we'll, let's move right to the board wipes because we kind of like the cats out of the bag with Neheb already. So let's just get those out of the way. There's four of them. Okay, we got Blasphemous Act. That's thirteen to all creatures. Chandra's Ignition is damage to e creatures equal to the bigliness of a creature. Fault Line is an instant speed earthquake, and Molten Disaster is a, another sorcery speed earthquake for red red X that you can pay an additional X to kick it and give it split second. Whoa! So it's a possibly uncounterable earthquake. I think that that one should just be a rolling earthquake. Because it gets all creatures. And yeah. when we say earthquake, for anybody who doesn't know, that is red spell X damage to each creature and each player. Each creature without flying and each player. Yeah, unless you're rolling earthquake. <laughs> yes, unless you're rolling earthquake, which molten disaster should be. I mean, maybe it's a budget thing. Maybe A.A. Ron just doesn't have one. I don't know. They're only like four bucks. Yeah, they're not expensive now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. pop down to, to somewhere, grab one. FusionGamingOnline.com, special promo code CCO, Fusion 5. Oh. Get yourself a Rolling Earthquake. Uh, you know what? Randomly, I did look up Rolling Earthquake for some reason or another, and they had the Foil from the Vault one in stock. Oh, sick. There yeah, we go. Yeah, some people don't like those, but I like them. Anyways, moving on Mo to Protection. We've got a Swift Foot Boots, Lightning Greaves, and a Commander's Plate. Commander's Plate's really good in monocolored Commander decks. Less good the more colors you're playing. It gives them plus three, plus three, and protection from the colors they are not. Correct. And equip Commander three. Yeah. Which I, is kind of cool. 
It's kind of neat. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's all right. It costs one to play. It's it's a good card. And then we have counter spells and chef's kiss, deflecting swat and wild ricochet, which is the first category that kind of makes this deck unique. And I know that those cards are are relatively adopted in the format, but it is a counter spell section in a mono red deck. Yeah, which I think is just cool. And no no Tibalt's trickery. Oh, which I I really like Tibalt's trickery. That's a, that's a good ass that card. That counters a spell, and then they mill they mill three. Well, they and mill, then they get the top one, right? They mill one, two, or three, and then the top thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that way they can't uh, top to save the thing. I think that's why they did that. Yeah, so you couldn't manipulate. Yeah. Now Tibalt's trickery is it? Is, do you do you just get whatever the card is? You can cast it or play it. Or? I believe that's how it works. We could look it up, I suppose, because we're we could we're professional podcasters. It's not floating in the ethereal air in front of our faces like it might look like on YouTube if you fucking watched on YouTube. Counter target spell one two three mills cards. That many exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card with a different name oh. than that spell. They may cast it without paying its mana cost, then put the bottom, the rest on the bottom in a random order. So you get the next, the next not land thing for free instead yes. of whatever it is you. The play. next not land thing, and that's why you mill yourself and mill down to Emrakul in that modern deck. That was a thing for like a week. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very cool. <laughs> okay, well, I like that. The second thing that I... Uh, the second category that I thought made this red deck a little bit unique was the sack category. Give Let's give those a read. We, we start with an Ashnod's Altar, sack a creature, get two mana. That's fine. You sack the little devils that, that, that Zerzoth gives you, yeah. and you get mana. Who du- dubs mana, one damage. We also have a Phyrexian Altar, get colored mana, one damage. Yeah. Then we've got a uh, God of Bombardment, a Barrage of the Expendables, and a Weaponize the Monsters. I don't know what either of those cards do. Uh, barrage of the Expendables is an en- enchantment for one red. It has red, sack a dude. Barrage deals one damage to any target. Oh, Weapon- so that's like that's like Goblin Bombardment, yep. except you got to pay mana. And Weaponize the Monsters is an enchantment for red that has two, sack a creature, and it deals two damage oh. to whatever. Yeah, so, so those are just more Goblin Bombardment. Yeah, it's, gob- it's Goblin Bombardment, shitty Goblin Bombardment, and shittier Goblin Bombardment. But sometimes you just need three Goblin Bombardments because there's no tutors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Correct. Okay. The final category that I think made this deck unique or or drew my eye to it was the recursion section. Recursion. So, yeah, so we've got a sacrifice package, a counterspell package, and a recursion package. What are we playing? A Golgari deck? Yeah, what are we playing? Bla- Mono Black. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> or a Saltai deck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll read some of these because they're neat. We got Wildfire Devils. Ooh, whenever Wildfire Devils enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, choose a player at random. Ooh. Ooh. Then that player exiles an instant or sorcery card from their G yard and copy it, and you can cast it without paying its mana cost. Yeah, you you copy it. Like yes, we, yes. we as the controller of Wildfire Devils copies it. So it enters yeah. the battlefield or at the beginning, like whenever. Yeah. We get a random thing from an opponent's graveyard. Could be very good. Could be medium. Well, always cool. It ETBs at turn four or three if you had any ramp. What do you think is going to be in the graveyard? Like rampant growth, cultivate. Yeah, I think that that's fine. Yeah, and you get you get maybe something like that each turn. Maybe you get like a. Uh, a terminate, or maybe you get a uh, swords to plowshares because somebody cast their commander early and somebody else got it. You know, 
Yeah. I think that that's good. I think that's a cool spell for sure. Yeah. We have underwear breach. Oh, he yeah. They, of course we have underwear breach. Aaron, he knew. He knew. He knew he was sending this deck to us. Yeah. He knew. So underwear breach lets you exile three spells or three cards from your graveyard and cast things from your graveyard over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Very good with wheels. Very good in a Zerzoth deck because you just continually cast the cards that make you discard your whole hand and then draw new cards. And then you can cast that same wheel card by exiling the cards you just discarded over yeah. and over and over again. And that's why we have the sack package that includes the Phyrexian Altar. That's why we have the Braid of Fire. That's why we have the Mana Geyser, the Neheb. So we can just churn through our entire deck. Sack package. Sack package. And we have the recursion package because we're just going to wheel through our entire deck and then get whatever back that we that we need via the recursion. So let's, let's keep going. Library of Lang. Ooh. This lets us uh, no max hand size. And if we would discard at random, like with Zerzoth, we can choose what to discard. And you may discard your card to the top of your library instead. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's really fucking good with wheels. Yes, it is. That's really good. Oh, yeah, that's super good. With, yeah. I forgot about that part. I just thought the, the oh, yeah. random discard makes it so, like, it makes Zerzoth better. Well, it does, but it also lets us discard to the top of our life. I don't even need underwear breach to just wheel through my whole deck. Yeah. I can just discard another wheel from my hand to the top of my library and then draw it with the fucking wheel I just cast. Yeah. And then just cast that wheel. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good card. <laughs> <laughs> we have an elixir of immortality. Oh, that's you pay two tap, gain five life, shuffle your library into your graveyard, and uh, shuffle your graveyard yeah. into your life. Other way, I was going to say like both of those are good. <laughs> yes, but only one of them is actually what happens. I totally want to shuffle my library into my graveyard. Me and Chris Von Doom, we want that to happen. <laughs> we want this. <laughs> we have Crucible. Plays lands from your graveyard. Just wait a second. I'm not done talking about shuffling my my library into my graveyard. Okay. Can we call it like Elixir of Death? Elixir of Shit? Yes. Lose five life. Shuffle your library into your graveyard. I want this. I'll bet you they're going to print it in the... If we ever go back to Kamigawa, and it's going to be one <laughs> like one black. And it's just going to break the format. Oh, yeah. It's going to ruin everything for I everybody all so the time. <laughs> like I said, we have a Crucible. You play that from your graveyard. Conspiracy Theorist. Conspiracy theorist, this is this is you. What? Oh, come uh, on. And also my brother-in-law. I'm significantly more like of a beholder or a brash taunter <laughs> more than a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I think that I have come full circle as far as my criticisms of Watsy and their stupid bullshit. What about Disney? Well, they're terrible. Oh. <laughs> they're the worst kind of people, every one of them. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's got a bigger beard than you anyways. This is a 2-2 human shaman for red one. Whenever conspiracy theorist attacks, you pay one and discard a card. If you do, draw a card. Okay, so he's like a rummager that you just pay for, but he's got to attack. I don't know. I just play rummaging goblin, but there, there's more. Yeah. Whenever you discard one or more cards, and we fucking will. Non-land cards. Don't care. You may exile one of them from your a card from your graveyard. Exile one of the cards you discarded from your graveyard. Oh, man, I suck at reading cards today. Whenever yes. you discard one or more non-land cards, you may exile one of them from your graveyard. If you do, you can cast it. 
this that, turn. That, that was still difficult. Yeah, I, I've actually I've been playing. I've played with conspiracy theorists a couple of times, and I mean maybe Aaron's mileage has varied, but I've had not great luck with him. Do you play wheels? If you're wheeling with with Underworld Breach, and you're, I, you know what? Just play Underwear Breach. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just, I don't know, like. Unless you're in a very specific circumstance, which again, this deck will put you in, whereas the decks that I was playing him in would not. He's just kind of, eh. And because he's a, a card advantage engine that's very blatant, he usually just gets blocked and killed. So you get like one activation oh, out yeah. of him. And I, like, I think eh. I think that you don't attack with him though. I think he's there for when you discard a card. Like with Zerzoth, you discard a card at random with mana up, and then it's like you don't, you didn't actually lose that card because you can still cast it. I suppose so. In a deck like this, he probably yeah, does I think some work. It, I think it just makes Zerzoth better. That's what that card's here for. Maybe I'll move Conspiracy Theorist over to my deck that includes a Zerzoth. Oh, there you go. Try him there. Yeah, the art of deck building. There you gotta go. you gotta tune those knobs. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Charmbreaker Devils. Oh yeah. Ch- uh, uh, CBD. Actually. <laughs> Charmbreaker <laughs> Devils. <laughs> he, this, at the beginning of your upkeep. Return an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard to your hand, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Charmbreaker Devils gets plus four, plus oh until end of turn. I like that one. I like that part. I like, yeah. I like swinging for eight. I like getting stuff back. I like... I like swinging for 12 also. I like storming into a huge Charmbreaker Devil, like 50-50, because you cast like 10 things, and then flinging it. And then no, soul fire first to kill somebody. Yeah. Then, then you attack to kill the other guy. Yeah. Then you fling it. I don't know why this card doesn't. Oh, because it costs six. That's yeah. why. Six is like completely, totally unplayable. Nobody casts six drops because content creators say six drops are bad. Those content creators are stupid. Yeah. Six drops are. Run six drops. They're pretty good. Run seven drops. Yeah. You ever... Six drops are bad. Run seven drops. Yeah. They're clearly more powerful. <laughs> you ever seen Omnath Locus of Rage? You ever seen an eight drop? Eight drops win the game. They usually do. And if they don't, they fucking should. Yes. Because they cost eight. What's our last recursion? Bag of holding. Stinky old bag of holding. This is what the the booster pack bag is. The onion bag. It's so big, it fits onions, potatoes, and booster packs. Cool. Yeah. I'm into that. I like that. Yeah, I dropped a cat in there one time. Never seen it again. Never found it. No. Mitzi, rip. Yep. One drop, artifact. Whenever you discard a card, exile that card from your graveyard. Okay. Two, tap. Draw a card, then discard a card. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Four, tap. Sacrifice the dirty bag of holding. Return all cards exiled with bag of holding to their owner's hand. I like that. That's a good card. I'm a fan of that. Also, something that I like is how they've started with the discard and then put it somewhere else. It's not like a... uh, I'm going to use the air quotes, replacement effect, really. It's like first the card goes to your graveyard, then it goes somewhere else. And there's a lot less confusion if there's like a, a graveyard exile thing, like a ley line of the void. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think layering things are still things that people bump into and have a hard time. And I like that some of the templating they've been doing recently, it, is, it helps minimize those interactions. I'm a fan of that. Well, that's a good take. Yeah, that's like- a good take. But it makes the game easier. So... Oh, I thought that was a thing that you didn't like. Because magic's hard. Get Ma- good, scrub. <laughs> <laughs> Magic is hard, but it shouldn't be so hard that like people who've been playing it for a hundred years can't figure out what the fuck is happening. Yeah, you don't. You don't need. You don't need a PhD in law 
to be able to exactly. You don't need to know how to read legal text. Do you ever read the comprehensive rule book? It's kind of like that. No, that's why I haven't read the comprehensive <laughs> rule book, homie. That's that's why I just you don't just read magic comp rules. No, you don't just read them no. for pleasure. I downloaded the audio book. <laughs> just kidding. Who, who's reading it? There's uh, there's no audio book, but there should be. There should be an audio book of the magic comp rule book. Who would read it? I'd fucking read it. No, no, you would like narrate it. Like who would narrate it? Me. Nobody wants to listen to you for forty-seven and a half hours because that's how long it would take you to. Yeah, it yeah. would be a long time. I can't like think of a single. Pages I something. can't think of a single person who anybody could listen to for that long, hmm. in one go. I can't think of a single human being. And people are out there yelling, "No, Morgan Freeman!" You uh, get yeah. sick of his ass right away. Yeah, you yeah, get to yeah. chapter eight when he talks about how he tried to explain how banding works, and then you just give up. No, you I got don't. this. I got this. I got you. What about Robin Williams? Well, he's dead. Well, I know that, but what if he read the Magic Comp rule book? I wouldn't listen to that either. No, no. He's got a pretty good voice. Uh, I think underrated voice as far as and and he's he's been a goofy cartoon actor and he's done goofy roles and stuff. But his serious roles, man, he's fucking good. He's a good actor. Yeah, I got nothing. Good. I got nothing against Robin Williams. But yeah. I mean, him being a zombie would be kind of difficult. Oh yeah, it would sound like. Yeah, exactly. Right? And nobody can understand that. And nobody wants that. Maybe if zombies need to read the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's do it. We have another removal section. Let's hit that real oh, quick. Oh yeah, more removal. It's the artifact removal section. You, oh there's, yeah. There's two cards in it. Everybody can guess one of them. V blast. That's right. The other one is a really cool card that I think is. Vastly underplayed. Yeah, we, you've said that before. I think every time we come across this card, Vyashino Heretic. Yeah, this is a this is a one three for red two. He goes red one tap, destroy target artifact, and then Vyashino Heretic deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to to that artifact's controller. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's like it's like shatter, but also takes some damage. It's like fuck your caged son. Takes six. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It costs five to do that one time, and then seven, then nine, but I don't know. Three mana, and then two mana doesn't feel like a whole time. It's not like it's a, it's not a one, one for three, right? It's a one, three, which is a decent enough blocker. Yeah. Right? I think three in the butt is pretty good to, like, block them chip-ins. Yes, and you could go, like, buy Shino Heretic, equip Swiftfoot Boots or Lightning Greaves, and then get something right now. That's a whole mm -hmm. bunch of mana up front, but if something needs to die yeah. and, and it can't wait for the next round of the table, you and could do it. VH will get you there. Yeah. Where should we go to next? We have two more sections, one of which is very red, one of which is pretty not red. Well, get this. We have got a 12-card category that's called Draw. What? Yes, draw in red, 12 cards. And a little bit cats out of the bag. We talked about wheels, and we are playing Winds of Change, Wheel of Fate, Reforge the Soul, Magus of the Wheel, and uh, is is Molten Pyre, is that, or Molten Psyche? That's that's a wheel card, isn't it? Yes. They uh, Each player shuffles their hand into their library then draws that many cards. And if you have Metalcraft, uh, it deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of cards they've drawn that turn. Hey, I like that. Which is a real good finisher if you're going wheel, 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 I think, oh yeah, with Underwear Breach, you just do Molten Psyche over and over again. I think that that's a really good reason to include a 
Great Furnace artifact land and also the the Dark Steel Citadel artifact land. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, because then you get your Molten Psyche combo going. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so those are the wheels. Those are very typical of Zerzoth, but we've got others. Other ones like, I don't know if this one counts, Vidalcan Orrery? Uh, you can cast things on Flash at Flash Speed. I think, I think that's in the draw section either because it's a mistake or because you can wheel at instant speed. Okay. That's fine. Temple Bell. Everybody draws a card. Zerzoth give everybody, uh, will give us uh, devils. Skulk Lamp. We draw a card when we clamp devils. Sin Prodder. I have no idea what that card does. Sin Prodder is a 3-2 for red 2 with men, men, menace? Which men. one is menace? Menace. It can only be blocked by two or more creatures. Okay. At the beginning of your upkeep, you reveal the top card of your library, a la Bob. Any cre- any opponent may have may put that card into your graveyard. If they do, the Sin Prodder will, will deal damage to them equal to that spell's mana cost. Oh, kind so of like you, Bob. Yeah, except for for them. Yes. Like, you don't get to make the choice they do. Yes. Which is not awesome, but he is a devil, and the card is cool. He's a devil. Yep. And if they don't, we put it into our hand. That's right. It's interesting we don't draw it. It says otherwise that card... Put it into your hand. Into your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's a cool card. So it, like, bobs them, and we don't draw it. Yeah. Which is maybe relevant. It could be relevant in very niche situations. Yes. Never never overlook things that are niche because someday they're going to come up. And, and we'll totally awesome. build a CCO deck around That's them. right. <laughs> Otherworld Atlas. This is tap, put a charge counter on it, and then tap each player draws cards equal to the number of counters. That would give us devils. Put incendiary command. Oh, this is a command that we don't usually play. It's red, red, three, choose two. It deals four damage to target player, or two damage to each creature, or destroy target non-basic land. Okay. Or each player discards all the cards in their hand, then draws that many. Oh, that's a wheel. It's a wheel. That's a wheel and then something else also. Yes. Which is usually like a wrath for mana dorks or tokens. Sure. Or if we want all our devils to be dead. (laughs) <laughs> How about Burning Inquiry? Burning Inquiry. I just traded a bunch of these into FusionGamingOnline.com. Got a, some store credit. This is like a $220 fucking common. Nope, it's 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 $5. U.S. Oh, I understand. <laughs> this is red for a sorcery. Each player draws three cards, then discards three cards at random. Huh. Yeah. Neat. Discard at, at random, which might not be random. If we've got our library of Lang, it's going to give us devils because our opponents are drawing cards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of foils of that. It's too bad Zerzoth wasn't like Rakdos. Hey, you got foils of those? Those are expensive. Yeah. Rakdos, because then you could play like Migrim and Liliana's Caress and, and Underworld Dreams to go along with your Underworld Breach. Underworld Wet Dreams, Underwear Breach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's now you're talking. That more. would be a Rakdos deck. Yes. Yes. So those are the card draws we're wheeling. Typical, I think, uh, wheels. Yep. But the the point is, is there's twelve, probably really good. Yeah. They're they're very ready. Yeah. You know what? We yeah. <laughs> wheels are kind of a hot topic right now. Everybody's like, I hate them. Wheels suck. Everybody get fucked. Decks Let's decks that play wheels or CEDH. I don't play against wheel decks. They don't let me play my strategy. Wheels are worse than stacks. 
Everybody's like, people need to calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Just need to calm down. Yeah. You know what? That makes me that makes me think of a little thing I was thinking of the other day. Have you never been in a situation where you have two cards in your hand and they're both fucking land and somebody wheels? Are you really pissed off about that? Yes. No, well, no, no, I'm not. Yes, I have been. No, I'm not pissed off about that. Yeah. Furthermore, the, the we, wheeling is like milling, right? It's like all these things that people say. It's like, okay, if you're always prioritizing playing the best card in your hand for the situation, and generally you do that. Sometimes the best card in your hand for the situation is a path to exile. Sure. Sure. Or swords to plowshares. Somebody goes wheel and you're tapped out and you're like, oh, I lose my path to exile you're probably going to draw another removal spell. Probably, right? And if you're prioritizing always playing the best card in your hand and and doing that generally, you're not going to care about wheels because the best card in your hand has already been played, right? Oh, but I lose this and I lose this and I lose this. Well, you've got 90 other cards in your deck probably that are also part of your strategy that are also fun to play, right? I don't think... I don't think wheels are a big deal. No. And I don't think wheel decks are a big deal. Is it part of the rule zero conversation? Yes, absolutely. For sure. Right? Just like a mill deck would be. This is my this is my mill deck, my Zerzoth mill deck. <laughs> or, or whatever, my Bruvac mill deck. No, I like Zerzoth mill deck. Keep keep going with that example. Yeah, like that's my, my Zerzoth mill deck. And it's like... Speaking uh, of wheels, why isn't this deck playing wheel? Oh, well. <laughs> Aaron needs to step his game up. Yes, very much so. Yeah. My point is, comparing wheels to mill, in addition to wheels are okay, is that wheels are just like mill, except the card was already in your hand instead of being milled. I like when people say that, that wheels are CEDH and wheels are like mill, because that means that mill is CEDH. I don't think that that's very sound logic. That's perfectly sound logic. <laughs> Based on what I've heard on the internet, that sounds exactly how yeah. a lot of people on the do internet you, sound. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, like the card was in my hand. I was this close to playing it. It's like, why do people hate playing against counter spells? Because I cast my spell and you, you countered it. Yeah. As opposed to, like, discard, never having played it at all. Being not as good as a counter spell. Or mill being not as good as discard. Yeah. Right? It's like... I, I hear it all the time. Oh, you got my thing. You got my thing. You got my thing. When you wheel or mill somebody, it's like, no, you weren't going to draw that anyways because the game was going to be over before you would have hit that. Yeah. Right? It was 20 cards away. Oh, well, I could have got it. <laughs> no, it's like, don't don't get upset about wheels. Don't get upset about mill. That's, I guess, what I'm, what I'm going at. Yeah. Mill yeah. sucks and wheels are fine. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think that they're if both you don't like, fine. And if you hate wheels, just kill the Nekuzar player first and no problem. Yeah. Yeah. We learn that with Joe all the time. Just kill Joe first. He's playing Necrozar. Just kill him. Yeah, I, I I really think that that's why Necrozar has just fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. Because wheels are really good regardless of strategy because the wheel player can sculpt their hand the best. And Necrozar just like monetizes that hard, hey? Yeah. yeah. Or weaponizes that hard. And they're like, wait a second, you're doing the best thing at the table and you're weaponizing it? No, we're just gonna kill you. Yeah, you need to yeah. take you need to take forty damage. Sorry, Necky. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of taking forty damage, there's a oh, fucking segue. Gooder. Let's hit the player removal section. Okay, how about okay? We we'll do this classic CCO quick hits, but instead, 
I'm going to read the name of the card and you give us the Brando notes. That's like Cole notes, but Brando. Oh, shit. Of what the card does, because I'm sure you can do that with every one of these cards. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. All let's, right, sure. Let's kick it off with, with a banger. Yeah. This is Torbrand Thane of Redfell. Two four for four makes your red stuff do two more damage. Tybalt Rakish Instigator? Opponents can't gain life. Minus two. His This five loyalty planeswalker to make one of those devils that Zerzoth makes. And then we clamp it. Then we clamp it and draw two cards. Okay, let's see how fast you do this one. Big Perforo Daddy. Creature comes into play. Two is your opponents. You can also pay red and two to give your team plus one plus oh. Your team. Team. So if we had like, I don't know, 35 mana and like five or six of those devils. Yeah. And somebody had an open, they're going to yeah, die. Yeah, they're going to close the opening real quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're going to pucker hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my favorite cards. P of P, price of progress. Instant for two. Does damage to each player equal to the number of non-basics they control. Yeah, Wincon in my Calamax desk when I copy it three times. It's a pretty good card. Yeah. Okay, this is Ear Iron Craig Pyromancer. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, it deals three damage to anything you want. Oh, that's really good when we wheel with our Videlkin Orrery, because then we do that every turn. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. that's not too bad. Impact, Impact Tremors. Tremors. Sorry, I'm used to reading the card name. Impact Tremors. Yeah, it's a it's shitty perf. Creature comes into play, deals one damage to each of your opponents. Good when we wheel on every single buddy's turn. Yeah. Because then we'll get a devil on everybody's turn, and we'll Impact Tremors them. Several devils. Yes. Yeah, one for each opponent. Sev devs. Sev dev. Yes. Yes. Heartless Hidazugu. Four, three, for five, tap it. Each player takes damage equal to half their life total. Round it up. Damage. Round it down, sorry. Damage. 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 That's important. It's, a it's important. solid. Glint Horned Buck. <laughs> <laughs> That's funnier when I shorten it, eh? <laughs> yes. Whenever you discard a card, it deals damage, one damage to each opponent, and I think you can pay two to discard a card and draw a card. I think. Yeah. Sure. I think you can, yeah, I think that's how that works. Whenever we discard a card, it deals a damage? Yeah. So that's like... That's sort of like Goblin Bombardment. Or like Impact Tremors, but for discarding cards. Yeah, we're going to discard cards like that's what that's, every single turn. That's what Zerzoth does. Good. Gibbering Fiend. Comes into play, deals damage, one damage to each opponent. Then if you have Delirium, at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, it will one them all again. That's pretty good. That's a good-ass card. Guaranteed we'll have Delirium too because we will be discarding everything. Because we're wheeling them. We're wheeling and delirium them. Sure. <laughs> Here we go. Let's read these two. <laughs> <laughs> Furnace of Wrath and Fiery Emancipation. One does double damage, one does triple damage. So all of a sudden, it's like mother ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the... Oh, Charm Breaker Devils all of a sudden just turns into a win con? Yes. When you can triple his damage? What was the thing that we just... Oh, Heartless Hitted Sugu, when you double the damage that he deals... They just die. Well, it kills you too, though. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but it's rounded down, so we could double it and still be at one, couldn't we? Probably Hype. not. We are yeah. not mathematicians. Yeah. We speak the language of podcast, not the language of math. Yeah, we speak the language of the people, not the language of the, the math. We speak the language of red. Does it kill me? Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fiery confluence. This would be a good one to triple. Modal spell. It either destroys an artifact... Wait, how many how many modes do you get to pick? Three. Three modes. One damage to each creature, two damage to each opponent, destroy target artifact. 
So we could just like choose two damage to each opponent and triple it. So it's six to each opponent. Yeah, and then when you're in a hab, you get 18 mana. <laughs> <laughs> Very excellent. Oh, Dictaste of the Twin Gods. That's a damage uh, doubler, doubles too. Da- and it has flash. Oh, a flashing damage uh, doubler? Yeah, that's right. So they're like, oh, I don't care. I'll just take six. Ah, no, you won't. You're dead. You're flashing some Dictaste. <laughs> that's like sending a dick pic. Yeah, that's right. Dick pic of the Twin Gods. <laughs> Hell yeah. Zerzoth, that one horny boy, was our hint. He would definitely send a dick pic. Oh, definitely. <laughs> just be like, a, just be a horn, <laughs> just be a devil horn. <laughs> Seriously, I can't, I can't tell if you missed it with your selfie or if that's a dick pic. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Curse of bloodletting. That's a curse that curses a player, and it doubles all damage dealt to them. I suppose we should have just read all the damage dealt. No, we do them one at a time. Comet storm. Oh, Brando well. room. That's my favorite counter spell. <laughs> red, red X. Deals X damage to things. We multi-kick it to deal damage to, to more things. More things. Yeah, usually it's like, yo, I'm going to kill you. And you say, no, you're not. I'm going to kill you instead. Yes. That's how Comet Storm works. Okay, peep this. I don't know if we've ever played this card before. This is Bralin Skyshark Rider. I don't think we have. I'll, I'll, I'll give an actual read. He's okay. a 3-3 three, three for red 3. Partner with Shabraz. That's blue. We don't have it. And also white. Don't care. Red, target shark, gains trample. Ah, okay. Whenever you discard a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Braylon Skyshark Rider, and it deals one damage to each opponent. Whenever we discard a card. So if we just, like, infi wheel, then we just deal one damage to each opponent, like, 80 times, let's say. Sure. So that lets us immediately win with Underworld Breach and one wheel, provided we have, like, mana. Yeah. And Burning Inquiry do that three times, right? You get three counters until three damage? Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's perfect because then we could... Is that how that works? Well, Just Burning discard. Inquiry makes your opponents draw a card, so you get a devil. Three. Three devils. You sack them for mana with your Phyrexian Altar, and that'll allow you to exile three cards and Burning Inquiry again and be two mana up. So this would... That, that combo there... You'd need an extra card, so a wheel is better, but Burning Inquiry actually, like, is the cheapest, air quotes, wheel in the deck. Because it costs one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could, because you net two mana on Burning Inquiry, you could actually just, like, go up and up and up and up in mana until your graveyard's empty, and then... This is with Underwear Breach? Yes. Oh, Comet yeah. Storm or or whatever. So that's that's, like, a win condition. Speaking of cards that I don't think we've ever played, this is the last player removal card in here. And remember, we've got all these damage doublers. Yeah. Brash Taunter. What? <laughs> Do you mean to tell me we're playing the greatest, most handsomest, most versatile creature in the entire history of Magic the Gathering? Who, who, who sends the biggest, middle fingerest looking dick pics in oh, all of CCO Nation? Because it's a fucking huge wang with two middle fingers next to it, probably. It's like, how is he even taking the picture? Because he's using both of his hands. I... I thought that his his wiener was just a giant middle finger. It probably is. Probably it's got a fingernail and everything. It probably is. <laughs> Brash Taunter is a 1-1 one, one for 5 with indestructible. It has whenever this creature is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent and red 2 tap, it fights another creature. He is the the best. The best. The best. I've listened to other podcasts where they where they mention Brash Taunter 
and they say, oh, yeah, the CCU guys really like this, whatever. <laughs> or they bring us up. And, like, I just think it's fine. Like, it's just a regular – it's any other creature to me. But, but to, to me <laughs> – But to me – it's the best card. Oh, man. This card will, it's unbeatable card. I love him. If he was legendary, I would have one deck, and it would be Brash Taunter. <laughs> I'd have one deck. Not one Brash Taunter deck. You'd probably have five Brash Taunter oh, that's decks. That's right. But yeah. they're like 100% of the commander decks that you own no. would be Brash Taunter decks. Yes. Do you play it in every red deck you own? All but one. Which one don't you play it in? Uh, it's probably not Noran, hey? No, it's not in Norn. That's the one. Yeah, Norn's the one that doesn't have because I don't. I don't have many ways to really hurt him, yeah. except for making him fight well, other you, dudes. You can't hurt him. Well, no, yeah, he doesn't feel pain. He doesn't he, feel pain. He's not, and he's not scared of nothing. But to deal damage to him is a little bit more difficult in Norn. So. Yeah, or it's like one at a time, and you might as well just be doing it to an opponent yeah. because there's no damage doublers where it's doubles than doubles, right? Yeah. And don't forget, people, when you deal, let's say, a damage to Brash Taunter, and it's doubled to two. Brash Taunter then deals that damage that's doubled again to four. Yeah! So those damage doublers are actually damage quadruplers when you run it through something like BT, one brashy yeah, boy. That's right. We've got one horny boy and one brashy boy. So I keep I keep telling you, he's so versatile. They're it's so good. They're walking to the underworld together, hand in hand, dink and dink. Yeah, they're, st- they're, they're skipping, they're singing a song. <laughs> Using each other dinks for skipping ropes. Yeah. <laughs> And they are going to underwear breach, and they are going to wheel, and it's going to be a totally good time. Agreed. Just like playing this deck. Yeah, so a couple things about the deck. Here's here's the thing. Here's here's what we got to say. The deck has lots of wheels, and we kind of did a little sub subsection on the wheels there mm-hmm. and how people think it's like, oh, it's like better mill, it's CDH, I hate it, blah, 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 blah. Anybody who says this deck is CDH is... Just get out of here. Yeah. You you, you no. know what? This is the kind of deck where it does its thing, like on turn four or three, one time, wheeling and underworld breaching. And it's like, oh, that you said this deck is casual and it's like CEDH. And somebody who doesn't know anything about the commander format, who just had that happen to them by accident one time, thinks that Zerzoth is like the most powerful commander ever. <laughs> right? It's like, I don't know. It, it, it uh, I don't know. This is a different topic, but we got to talk about sometime how like competitiveness in EDH isn't like a, on a slider left and right anymore. It's not a spectrum. Yeah. Right? Like casual and competitive exist on opposite ends, but there's like sliders like on a, like a radio mix board where it's like, yeah. oh, this has like competitive draw spells or a competitive mm-hmm. removal package. And sometimes you're going to have those games where your casual deck does its casual thing just fast. That's what mine did the other day with when I got when I got triple windfall and I had like eight dragons approaches in my graveyard and randomly just two Ex- cost reducers. Exactly. Well, that that's a super powerful deck. It's too strong. It's not casual. It's like you 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 did this. You wheeled me three <laughs> times and enabled me. What do yeah. you want? The guy I was actually sitting beside, player four in that game, was like, "Oh, my my Elsha deck's my CEDH deck," and I'm like, "Oh no, no, this is a dragons approach deck," and I play two dragons and on that windfall. Yeah, one of my dragons got milled. So I literally had one dragon left in my deck, and I couldn't find any other dragons for the rest of the game when when I got it. Any, anyways, strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. Lots of card draw, lots of wheels, and some combo kills that we we identified. Lots going on there. Yeah, cool. Which means there's lots of playability, lots to do. We'll talk about the, the, the opposite side of that coin in a second. Yes. Great name. 
and and big Zerse. name that represents friendship between magic players. I think Love that it. that's like the most important thing about this episode. The solidarity amongst magic players is very cool. Know your audience, know your friends, know your people. Yeah, and maybe play to them. Yeah, very, very much so. And like, I, the, I've got other notes here. Like, there's lots of recursion and removal, and it's interesting and blah blah blah. But none of that shit matters because the deck is actually built by friends for friends with cards that that friends knew that they would like. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Indeed. I don't even want to talk about weaknesses. Yeah, the the only one, and I, I will point this out because I think my mono red sensibilities always automatically reject this idea. When you play lots of wheels, that means you draw lots of cards. The more cards you draw, the more likely you are to find the same cards each game, which might give you that kind of samey feel after a while, which if that's your jam, that's cool. But for me, that's like, because uh, I like to play yeah. a different game of Magic each time. And the more cards you see in a game, the more likely you are to do the same thing you did last game. I agree. And I think that that's the one downside to a deck like this. Yep. And like I highlighted a minute ago, you could accidentally go like Soul Ring, Jeweled Lotus, cast my commander, like turn one, turn two, it's like, oh, I got five mana or th whatever. And I go Underwear Breach, fucking Ritual with Mana Geyser, get 10 mana and just win the game with Underwear Breach and... Oh, how about just mana geysering over and over again with underwear breach, and then you can wheel, and you don't even care that you lose mana when you wheel. Well, or you could just do like that you could do that on turn three or four. Yeah, and yeah. that that is a strength. But if you're marketing this during your rule zero talk as as a casual deck, which it is, <laughs> that could be a weakness. Yeah, you get some sour players or players with yeah. sour feelings. That's kind of weird. The The deck could go too fast as a weakness. That's a weird one. That is a weird one. That's a strange one. I've never come across that before. That, that's a weird one. Well, it, it, come, it comes back down to, again, casual and, and competitive on opposite ends of a spectrum, and then there's a bunch of sliders in the middle that you can crank up the speed or crank up the control, right? Yeah. Right? So, anyways, $832 deck. I don't think we're going to do a spice calculator this week because it does have a lot of the same Zerzoth cards. So I just want to say, if you're going to build a deck like this for friends and stuff, I know that this is Aaron's deck that he's personally going to play, and he probably has all of the $830 worth of cards that are in it. I mean, don't don't feel bad about springing on a real Wheel of Fortune for an additional 600 <laughs> <laughs> But uh, just keep in mind, remember everybody, you could go too fast with this deck, so the $85 Jeweled Lotus might not... You might not need it. The $50 Crucible of Worlds to get back like your... your The lands you're discarding. Yeah, the lands you're discarding. You might not need it. So, I don't know. Deflecting SWAT, you might not need it for $40. You could play a Tibble's Trickery for a buck. Dockside Extortionist, I don't know. Maybe play like, I don't know, a, a ritual, pyretic ritual. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know there, but... Anyways, final thought of the day. What do you think? And thank our glorious business daddies. FusionGamingOnline.com, thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on. For everybody who is listening to this show, thank you as well for taking our voices into your ear holes and your eye holes and any other hole through which you intake the show each and every week. Big thanks to A.A. Ron Carrar for building a deck that's named after my best friend in the whole world. Sorry, Ryan, you've been usurped. Usurped by Urs? Usurped by... You've been usursed. Usursed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Excellent. 
I think that the deck is really fun, and I think that if you have the cards kicking around, or even a reasonable facsimile of these kicking around, you could probably slap something like this together and play it, and it's going to be super fun, like 85% of the time when you don't draw, unless you don't draw any wheels, then you're stuck just discarding cards at random and attacking with 1-1 devils. Ah, yeah. Because that's a real thing that can happen in decks like this. Well, get those Charm Breaker devils then. There we go. Get them Charm Breaker devils. Get them. You can get them at Fusion Gaming Online using special promo code CCOFUSION5, and we're going to be back next week with another one of your decks to tune up on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 